This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Happy Tuesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Karen Chatton from Gardnerville, Nevada. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 11th, episode 2679. Good morning, Horse World. When your start time's on Saturday and your finish time's on Sunday, and it doesn't get much better than best conditioned... And completing the challenge is the challenge. You're an endurance rider. That's right. It is Endurance Day here on Horses in the Morning. Karen stops by the second Tuesday of every month. And if you want to find past episodes, just go to horseinthemorning.com and scroll down to the middle of the page. You'll see the little endurance banner. And that brings you to the last eight years worth of this show once Mm -hmm. a month. So Karen uh, has a great show lined up for us today. First, she's going to tell us, well, last month we heard about her losing her horse, and this month we're hearing about her gaining a horse. So uh, we're going to talk about that today. We also meet the ride managers for the upcoming National Championship ride in Montana. And Lee Pierce stops by. He's over 10,000 miles, and he shares with us about his AERC Hall of Fame horse. Uh, And... uh, the horse's name is Fire Mount Malabar? Fire Mountain Malabar. Fire Mountain Malabar. There we go. And we're going to talk about that today as well. But first, we have to get... Last we knew, you had unfortunately and very sadly lost your horse, uh, mm-hmm. your horse that had done so many miles with you in endurance. And we were talking about on the show last time whether you were going to get a new horse right away or whether you were going to wait. And then the next day I see you're shopping <laughs> and then um, uh, waiting wasn't an option. So what made you change your mind so quickly after the last show? <laughs> <laughs> I know it happened so fast. And sometimes that's how things are supposed to be, I guess. But my existing horse that a single horse I had left was Apollo and he got really depressed by himself he stood in the back corner he was sad Um, he was laying down all the time he didn't want to eat he was biting at his side um, you know stretching his lips out like I kind of looked up and I so I started treating him with a meprazole and that wasn't helping at all. So once I did more research, I learned that he had like every single symptom of like hindgut ulcers. So I thought, well, I went ahead and I got all this stuff to start treating him. But then I also realized, you know, I really need to get him a buddy. So I put on a in search of post on Facebook and I got contacted by the owner of this horse from up in Idaho and I ended up talking to her Saturday morning talked it over with my husband we decided that like right then that we were leaving that afternoon to drive 500 (laughs) miles to Idaho to go look at this horse Packed up. Your husband drove. was sick of you being depressed too. <laughs> he was. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like anything, let's go. <laughs> so so we drove and drove and drove, and then we slept a few hours in a truck stop, and then went to see the horse in the morning. <clears throat> loaded him up and drove back home on Sunday. 
So we kind of basically turned around a 900 and some mile trip in like 24 hours. <laughs> so tell us about the horse. So the new horse, his name is, registered name is VG Ben Jovi. And they call him Red because guess what? He's chestnut. He's no, a redhead. Of course he is. A female and, chestnut uh, or a male He's chestnut. a gilding okay. <laughs> and uh, he just turned seven on March 30th. And he's a nice size, 14 to he's put together really, really nice. And he's a sweetheart. And he's got some trail experience. The nice thing is, is he's been trained and brought along slowly so he doesn't have any actual endurance experience but um he does have some trail experience and stuff like that and, is he, uh, and pure the, arab Karen? yes he is okay. he's cmk bred which is some of the old foundation type horses and you'll see a lot of them they're so typey they're you almost will always see their chestnut with chrome they've got the white socks on the legs and a blaze on white blaze on their face now and and I did notice that his face isn't you know he he you can tell he's old stock because he's not real dishy, right? Yeah. Right. And the nice thing with these horses, my very first endurance horse was um, had a lot of CMK breeding in him, and they're very sensible and smart. You know, they don't always have the <clears throat> drama that some other lines have, <clears throat> but. You know, we'll see how it goes. The, one of the funny stories I have from when we got Red home and uh, he was here just a couple days and I was going to work on his feet because he was due for a trim. So I put him on the back lawn to let him eat some grass while I got all my farrier stuff together. I went out to get him and he was just marching across the yard. I have a big compost pile covered with a tarp. He climbed on top of it and jumped over the fence. <laughs> I mean, he even scaled over the top of the hot wire. <laughs> and he did that because he wanted to be with Apollo. He didn't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone in the world. <laughs> I know, because I had him apart because, first of all, we just wanted him to well, introduce the lead, yeah. kind of give a little quarantine. I'm like, well, so much for any kind of quarantine. They want to be together, so <laughs> let's just let them be together. Did they, what, did they hit it off? Yeah, they, they're getting along great. And I was warned that he could be a little food aggressive. So I've been really careful about that. But as it turns out, um, you know, the other older horse is the boss and they haven't had any trouble at all. They're getting along great and they already really like each other. So And did the depression go away on the current horse? Um, yes, he's doing much better. In fact, you know, he, Normally, he goes over, my neighbor next door gives him treats. And I mean, she didn't even see him for weeks because he wouldn't leave the back corner. He wouldn't move around at all. Um, so, yes, he's moving around all over the property now again. And he's much happier. He's back to eating normally. And I'm still treating him for a full month for the hindgut ulcers. So. Yeah. Wow, but that just goes to show you, you know, the, the, the question's always been, do horses grieve? And they, they you, you know, you've just showed, yes, they do. Yes, I know. I felt so bad for him. You know, I tried to take him out on the trail for a ride, and he was just miserable. It's like, this isn't my horse. He, you know, and so I got off and walked him back home and 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 then did some more research and realized, you know, he's got like all these signs leading to the hind gut ulcers. Because wow. the Meprazol didn't do anything. After three weeks, it was not making any difference. So we took it to the next step and 
the way I've been so able to... So you did to... the expensive step of buying a new horse to treat your current one. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of it, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the money's been flowing out rather rapidly but now, this year. Okay, but... now there's an interesting part of this story that we have never had before on this show. <laughs> so tell us how you paid for this horse. <laughs> okay, so what I did back a few months ago when we got our stimulus checks... I bought crypto. I bought some crypto with it. Now, you weren't doing the whole set up computers mining it thing. You actually just bought it through an exchange. I just went to an exchange. I did crypto.com and Binance, and I uh, got the account set up when I had spent a little bit on each, uh, on a couple different things. And so you didn't buy one, you didn't buy all Bitcoin or all, you know, you bought a couple different ones? Just. Exactly. I bought a couple of altcoins. And does it work um, like shares of stock? So like a Bitcoin right now goes for $55,000. Um, <laughs> obviously, your stimulus checks weren't that big. Uh, so no, no. do you you buy a piece of one then? It's just calculated right. kind of like stock. Oh, you know, yeah. You yeah. could buy just like a dollar of Bitcoin. You don't have to buy the whole thing. Now, some of the others, uh, like whether it's Doge or some of the other altcoins that are out there, you can because they range in price from anywhere from a few cents to, a, you know, several dollars or several hundred dollars. And I got lucky, like I bought a bunch of Doge back when it was like two and three cents. And right now it's at like 50 cents. Wow. So. My um, my I called it my horse fund, <laughs> and uh, it has gone up enough that I could pay for the horse, pay for the ulcer treatment, and pay for the new tack that I just it's like it's free. <laughs> it's, and the taxes because there will be taxes. <laughs> it's like it's free. Yeah, that's the uh, thing about those big gains is they also come with taxes. <laughs> like, uh-huh. So I when know. you so you go through the exchange, you use crypto.com. I'm just fascinated by this, and I'm sure other people, other horse people's ears went up. Um, and by the way, we're going to put a disclaimer in here. We are not recommending you buy anything. So this, no, uh, you no, go do your don't, research don't put, and do your own exactly. thing. Right. Don't put any money in you can't afford to lose. Lose, because, you know, it could be down tomorrow. Uh, I mean, look, we're running out of gas on the East Coast already due to that attack. So talk about bizarre, huh? Uh-huh. Um, so we, so you, you put, I'm sure that crypto takes fees probably for, for doing all of this. Um, but then when you want to sell, how do they get you money? Do they just transfer it to your bank account? How does that, how's that work? Right. You just hit the sell button. In fact, I was so tempted the other day to hit sell when it was up. And then I thought, no, I'm going to wait. I want to wait and hold it, you know, what, um, what, what, what longer. Uh, my financial guy would say in a case like that, where you think, oh, I'm going to sell when it's up, sell the profit. Right. And then keep, you know, the rest in there is what he always said. Sure, sure. So, um, and then it just, you can, it goes into the account there at the exchange, which you can keep it there as cash, or you can transfer it back into your bank account. And I saw they even pay interest on the amount you keep in like your savings account in cash. They yes, pay interest on that. They will so. they will pay you interest and if you stake some of the crypto like I have done. I mean What's I that was mean? What, what the first thing let me back up first. The okay. first thing I did because I was By interested. the way, we were supposed to do an endurance tip here on underrun <laughs> heel, uh, which sounds boring as hell to me. So I like this topic. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. So um so the first thing I did, which I recommend is I went to like Amazon Prime and watched like every single documentary they had on Bitcoin and blockchain. 
and cryptocurrencies. And of course, that was just clear as mud. Yeah, boy, you're going to be like, uh, you're, I that's like going to watch YouTube like, videos on how to do it. Yeah. I'm still not sure I understand, but I did go through it and learned and watched some more videos and learned how to set up a wallet so I could stake some of the stuff. And What's once you stake mean? some of these coins, you can earn a lot more interest on them. What's staking mean? Um, it means you put it in your wallet and you commit to um, basically it's like a CD for crypto where you commit to like a one month or three month or six month term. Oh, so you're, you're not going to sell it no matter what happens. Right. Okay. And then they and then you get interest. I have one right now I'm earning like 15 percent interest on. And in then addition to I, whatever it gains. Right. So and in, then in like just, a stock, it's your dividend. Really, uh -huh. if, if you were yep. correlating it to stocks, yeah, right. And I just keep restaking it, and then hopefully it's going to keep earning enough to keep paying for some of my horse habit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> now you got me wanting to put some. Uh, now look what's going to happen here. I'll put it in, and it'll crash tomorrow. So everybody, be warned. Okay, so here's another tip <laughs> on that: is you've got to watch it and learn to watch what the it on the dips. So you try to buy on the dip. And um, because crypto is highly volatile, I mean, if you don't have the stomach for watching it go like it's a roller coaster, just I mean, just look at Bitcoin at what it was earlier this year compared to now. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So it's going to go up and down and up and down. So you just have to watch it and uh, wait till you get a break and it dips. This is fascinating. And for you, because you <laughs> used your stimulus checks, that was kind of like free money anyway. Um, right. So you put the stimulus checks in there. And then let's face it, if you had lost it all, it'd be like, mm, okay, you know, it's, you know, I lost my stimulus checks, which was free money anyway. So really, right. your stimulus checks were free money. You put it in here, it grew. You cashed it out to buy your horse. You really did get a free horse. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie says that all the time in this show. It's like it was free. In this case, it really was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Yes. So how's the new horse turning out to be? He's a real sweetie. He's, um, you know, he's, you, you know, when you get a young horse and you just got to get used to him, he's sort of like his front end goes different direction than his back end. So we're working on the steering and a little bit of those details that you expect to have with the young kind of a green horse. Um, but he's, He's done really well. He caught on really quick to the uh, lunge line and working at Liberty and stuff to all the voice cues. So he's very smart and he's got most of the basic stuff down. He's got beautiful feet. Really nice. Well, that's big That's important feet. for what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. In hmm. fact, I had to order him bigger boots. The All the size twos and size two wides I had um too small for his front feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. So that's good. Well, congratulations on your new pony. That's thanks. And maybe by next month, I'll I'll have decided what name I want, what barn name I want to call him. I'm not sure I want to call him Red, like every yeah, other. You know, I always horse. associate Red with uh, quarter horses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or draft horses, one of the two. But, okay. Yeah, so okay. you definitely, not an Arabian. You need a different name for an Arabian. Yeah, I just want something a little more that sort of suiting to his personality. And I think I might have come up with something. I'm still trying it out, though. So we'll see. You're not going to just call him Jovi? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were thinking that, or Benji. Benji's kind of good. That's a combination of Ben Jovi. 
Uh-huh. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. I kind of like Benji, actually. Yeah. So we'll see what so sticks. What's funny is, for some reason, was there something in the past? When I think of Benji, I think of red. I think red, the red color. So Do you? Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know okay. if there was something, you know, a dog <laughs> and, or something in a movie in the past or whatever. And know. he is a character. He's going to be, he's going to give me a run for my money. The first week he had already pulled down some trim in the barn that we had just fixed. <laughs> so, um, it, sounds familiar. <laughs> so we made sure I went and bought a new, um, hot wire, um, thing, uh, to make sure the hot wire was good and hot because he clearly is going to need that. <laughs> going to challenge you. Well, congratulations. That's so Thanks. exciting. Now we get to hear about that for the next eight years on the show. Yeah, let's hope. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. I guess now we'll get to your endurance tip and we'll talk about underrun heels. Oh, do, okay. So this kind of goes along with a little bit of what I was talking about with uh Maybe it was before we started recording, but we were talking about the feed, how we feed our horses. And one of the things I noticed right away with Red is every time he ate off of the ground or while he's grazing, he was always putting the same front foot forward. And so what I've done with him, because I want everything to kind of grow and develop and, you know, stay even as he gets more and more worked, um, is I've been feeding him out of a porta grazer <clears throat> so that when he stands, he has to stand more square while he eats. And I just thought I would bring this up because back when I had my one of my first endurance horses, he had like a really underslung heel on one foot. And we figured out that, that part of that the contributing factor was that he always stood with the same foot forward all the time. And so I had to spend an awful lot of work trying to get the horse to develop his muscles more evenly. And that took a long time and a lot of effort. And, and I started to realize over the years that the sounder horses I've had, like Chief especially, always stood square when he ate. Like he would sometimes, you know, put one foot forward and sometimes the other, but it was not like there was a preference. And of course he had really nice feet and, you know, that sort of thing. And so Red's feet are a little bit underslung, not bad. I mean, I'm going to get him straightened out, but I think by feeding him so he's standing more square while he eats, it's going to help out that particular situation. So I just thought I'd bring that up for other people that, um, you know, might not have um, associated the the fact that maybe their horse is um, favoring one diagonal or one lead or part, or they seem like they're more developed on one side over the other. And it could be because they're standing a lot of the time with one foot for, out forward more than the other, if that makes any sense. All right, very good. Well, let's head off to Distance Depot and talk to Kristen about some riding apparel for this month. Well, good morning, Kristen. Thank you for joining us. What do you want to talk about today? I think today we're going to talk about rider apparel. And Cr so we Great topic. Especially yeah. when it has the Horse Radio Network logo on it because you can get that at <laughs> Distance Depot. That's right. That's right. All kinds of things. Yeah, you can have it put on a jacket or on a polo or a hat. Yep. You gave me the opportunity. Border. I had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. That's great. That's great. 
So um, as far as what we have for riding apparel, we have tons. Actually, we have a whole category dedicated to for the rider on the left-hand side navigation menu. But you can find our boots and half chaps page and gloves. Um, we have cooling accessories for the rider, um, cooling vests and hats and um, towels to keep you cool. Um, and then, of course, um, helmets, safety vests, and then riding tights, shirts, jackets, um, socks, bras, you name it, pretty much it's on there. Um, but if we're going to talk about um, some of the different tights that we have, we have a really fun new line um, from Horseware Ireland, and it's a new line to us. And um, I know we've been hearing from some of the riders out there that they love these tights. They have a lot of mesh panels in them, so super cooling. Um, and then really nice features, of course, like big pockets for your phone, um, silicone grip if that's what you like, suede if that's what you like, and a nice wide waistband, um, nothing worse than a pair of tights that bites you in half <laughs> for 100 miles. Um, <laughs> exactly. So nice, yeah, and, and they're really super soft and lightweight. So check some of those out. They're, they're new to us and um, actually kind of new to the industry. Um, and then, of course, we have the standard tights by carrots, ice fill cooling to keep you cool in the summer. Of course, we have winter apparel um, during those months and um, just tons. Iridian, so we have boot cut tights and microcord tights for those that don't really want to be seen in <laughs> a tight fitting tight. Um, the boot cuts are nice. I mm-hmm. like those. They have a little extra hold and now they're coming with pockets as well. Um, so in, and in some cool colors, they have pretty blues and grays um, to go along with the standard blacks that you know seem to be so popular. I see um, you have kid sizes too now. We we do, yeah, and and even a men's breech. Um, it's hard to find the men's clothing, um, but and and unfortunately, it's in a tan. But at least it's a men's breech. We have a lot of people reach out to us. Um, to get a men's breach. So I wish more companies would make those. But, of course, then all the half chaps, um, so Velcro, we have the just chaps, um, mesh chaps, and cool chaps that are perforated to keep you cool, Um, riding gloves of all different kinds. The SSG is our main brand of glove, Um, and and they wear like iron. You can throw them in the wash. Um, they're great when they get soaking wet and you've been sponging your horse. They dry quickly. So um, really a lot of good good things there. Yes, you have quite a selection. I'm looking at them now, drooling. <laughs> Tank tops. And yeah, the new carrots line is really fun. They always have great designs, and their clothes are flattering. The, the cuts of the clothes are, are flattering. And some new Fanny packs, people are always asking for fanny packs um, to put, you know, cell phones in or, um, you know, their keys and stuff if they don't want to leave it on the horse. So um, Carrots has finally come out with a nice fanny pack, just small enough to and lightweight enough to wear and not give you a backache. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to ride with a fanny pack well, back in the day. <laughs> so I liked it. It was easy. I could keep my rider card there. and um, So, yeah, pretty handy. Handy to have for sure. Tell us what's your address or your um, website address and your phone number. Okay, our website is www.thedistancedepot.com and the phone number here is toll free 866 
800-863-2349. And our next guest is Jan Stevens, who is the ride manager for the upcoming AERC National Championship ride that's going to be in Montana in June. And so we're looking forward to speaking with her and learning all about this ride. So welcome, Jan. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks, Karen. Appreciate it. Yeah, my husband, Bill, and I are really excited to um, showcase our part of the country in southeastern Montana and host the AERC National Championship. And uh, let's see, tell us, what are the dates of the ride? Um, The dates are June 11th through the 15th. Um, On the 11th, we're going to have the... AERC National 50-Mile Championship, and then on the 12th will be um, a 50-mile open ride and two 25-mile open rides, and then on the 13th we'll have the AERC 100-Mile National Championship. And then on the 15th we're hosting the AERC Young Rider national championship which is 75 yes it is yep. a 75 mile <clears throat> well you're gonna have a busy week up there <laughs> well we are and as of um the aerc board meeting that was held last night we are also going to offer ride and tie and an equathon oh cool so what's an equathon well, an equathon um, is an event where a it's either two two people or one person um, competing on quote unquote a team, and the they take off they they ride a prescribed course, usually, you know, 15 miles, and I'm just throwing that out there as a, as a probable distance. And as soon as they come in, the, the horse and rider, the horse has to pulse down, meet criteria, and then the runner takes off and runs a prescribed course. So you could have a rider and a runner or the rider could also be the runner okay. and leave the horse with somebody else. So it's kind of like a ride and tie, only only you just drop your horse at at, uh, at home base. Right, yeah. yes. Okay. That's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. I can think of yeah. Devin, who <laughs> would do that in a minute, wouldn't she? Um, a lot of people, I yeah. think, probably would. Yeah. Karen, I, you're well. not volunteering for the running part, are you? You're going to find somebody <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I wish, I wish, yes. Okay, Jan, tell us a little bit about what your trail is like up there. Well, um, for the most part, our trail is, um, there's a little bit of of road, but fairly minimal. It's it's mainly an unimproved Jeep trails out onto the National Forest, and then a lot of cow trails and open meadows. So it's, it's, it's. I would say it's barefoot friendly, but for those riders that are, you know, maybe looking at going a little faster, you know, we we definitely recommend shoes okay. um, or, you know, some type of, of 
hoof protection. Um, padding, you know, I don't think is necessarily needed unless your horse is accustomed to wearing pads. Okay. And what's your camp like? Well, our base camp is actually one of our hay fields, and it's, it's huge. We can accommodate any size rig and any number of rigs, and we can expand our base camp further. So, you know, acreage-wise, we're, we're, we, can, we can take pretty much anything in there. Oh, good. Um, our base camp has, has served in the past as a fire camp when we've had large forest fires here. So we're, we're pretty big. And I was reading on your website about the meals that you guys are going to have. It sounds wonderful. Yes, we've, um, we're, we're known for our steak dinner. Um, right now, um, we're probably going to have the steak dinner Friday night as the, um, uh, during the awards dinner for the 50-mile championship. Okay. And we we barbecue um, uh, sirloin steaks that we have cut, and do potatoes and salad and all the fixins. Um, and then we've actually hired two food trucks to come in. Um, one will be in on Thursday and Friday, and the other one will come in for Saturday and Sunday, um, so that that they can, we can take care of all the, the volunteers and, and the control judges that will be working the event and then offer something for the riders and their crews besides a bologna sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the big advantages now of having food trucks everywhere and more and more of them is it's, they're easier to get for events like this, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We, we put out a, a search for them and had several of them you know, that we're interested in, in helping us out. Used so to be, you'd excited. have to beg. There was always one food truck in town, and you'd have to beg them to come out. And, and they'd see a horse <laughs> yeah. show and go, not enough people, right? So uh, now it's getting so much easier because there's so many food trucks. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're With good food. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, yeah, it's good food. Um, we used to have a food truck, you know, several years ago. And then, you know, it they went out of business, and then it just got to be kind of a a hassle to try to find somebody, but now they're, they're plentiful. Yeah. Cool. That's great. I think that's a super idea. Yeah. So we're excited. So what about, you mentioned volunteers. Do you need any more volunteers? And if somebody wanted to maybe make it like a mini vacation, could they come up and spend the week and go sightseeing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the biggest issue I, I have right now is I'm fairly limited on what I have for additional housing for people. So if somebody was, you know, coming with a, had their own camper or willing to camp, um, we've got room for them to come in. Um, but I really don't have, I don't really have housing for people okay. if they need a place to stay. But yeah, definitely. Well, one of our other terrific sponsors is Renegade. Tell us about Renegade, and I know you use them all the time. Renegade Hoof Boots, which you can find at renegadehoofboots.com. They are made in the United States, come in several different colors, which is nice if you're accessorizing and you want to have a 
different color for each horse to be able to tell the sizes, different sizes and different boots for each of your horses. They would work well that way. Uh, the, the boots, I have been using these boots for quite a long time now. They work, they do work really well. I've used them on every kind of distance from single day rides to multi-day rides to one day hundreds. And they have performed very well for all of my horses and I'm very happy with them. And uh, again, it's renegadehoofboots.com. You can go to their site and if you need help, send them an email or give them a call and they are happy to help you figure out the sizing and which boot model will work best for your horse based on your horse's hoof shape. Very good. Renegade Hoof Boots. Check them out today. So we have uh, some things coming up here on Horses in the Morning and on the Horse Radio Network. I wanted to tell everybody that tomorrow night, which is Wednesday night at 7.30 Eastern Time, we have another one of the Stable Scoop Roundtables. And this time, it's all listeners. It's all our auditors who are coming on to discuss topics that they choose. And we do that on Facebook Live on a bunch of the different places, including this uh, including horses in the morning on that Facebook page and the auditor room and, and stable scoop and other places. So you can catch it in a bunch of different places live, or you can listen to it on the stable scoop podcast feed after we put the audio out there after on the next day, which will be Thursday morning. So that should be an interesting conversation. I'm really loving doing these. And, and actually we're getting a good response to the roundtable show. So hopefully we'll have some great topics. They pick them. And then, uh, you know, this is uh, thir- Thursday of this week is Mary Kitzmiller and Jennifer doing their training episode. So look out in the auditor room. Mary will be asking for questions here in the next day or so. So you can put your questions in if you have any horse training questions in there. And when do you think, Karen? So are you going to do a baby ride? You're going to try and do a baby ride this year? Or is this year just training now for the new one? <laughs> well, we're going to see. Uh, you know, it depends how quickly I can bring Apollo along. He has done some endurance in the past. So he is a little more experienced. And it's just a matter of getting him conditioned. And he actually was coming along really well with his recoveries and stuff. So um, the other day when I took him out, um, we had a drone follow us. Have you ever had something like that happen? Well, we've had drones over the farm here, but not while riding. Yeah, it was. It sounds like a like a giant oh, so it wasn't one of, of yours. Somebody else's drone. It was somebody else's ah, drone okay. that was following us, and then I started did looking for creepy? it, and it, <laughs> I did feel creepy. It was buzzing, and it's like a big, it's like a, like big a swarm hornet. of mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of a strange thing. So yeah, you're I'm now in somebody's to, home video. Probably, <laughs> probably. So. Huh, that's interesting. I've never had one follow me like when I've been out someplace. Yeah, yeah. He didn't seem to mind, though. Well, good. He didn't seem to mind. But he's still, we've been uh, up on the corner here. They've been raising baby goats. And so have you seen baby goats, how oh, they hop around? We have them around? right next door here, and uh, uh, that we hear them every day. Yes, yes. That's true. They and do make ours noise. sound like, you know, those but, goat videos everybody posts about them sounding like people screaming? Yeah. All well, about once a week, they go into that, and literally the police showed up one day. The neighbors had called thinking <laughs> something was going on at the house over there. Oh, no. And I oh guarantee you it was the goats, because I said to Jennifer that morning, it sounds like people screaming out there. And she went, oh, it's the goats. So what do your horses think of the goats? I don't care. <laughs> oh, good. Because they're used to them now. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think Apollo had ever seen a goat before, especially babies hopping around. Uh, yeah, they him. do kind of hop around. They, they he has logs in there for them uh, and all kinds of play toys. Yeah, they're they're sure cute when they're little like that. Wait till they start sounding like people screaming, and then you'll have that. They do. I know. <laughs> I know. It is kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, we've, we've got goats on one side, and then down the street, we've got a, a burrow and a mule. <laughs> so we've got all sorts of sounds. <laughs> and then you've got the drone now that somebody's been flying around a lot. All right, let's go to our next guest. Who's coming up next? Our next guest is Lee Pierce. He has been writing endurance since about 2006, and he's got over 10,000 miles, mostly on his AERC Hall of Fame horse, Fire Mountain Malabar. Good morning, Lee. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, you have ridden quite a lot of miles, haven't you? Over 10,420, I see. Yeah, I've been... Uh, it accumulated quite quickly, actually. <laughs> and how did you For, get started in doing endurance? Well, I started in uh, 2006 at the uh, age of 50. <laughs> that was a good time to start endurance, I guess. Uh-huh, as good as any. <laughs> <laughs> Better than 70, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I wish I would have started a lot earlier, though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but the uh, partner in crime that got me started in endurance was uh, Naomi Preston. And uh, she'd been doing it for, of course, a number of years. Mm -hmm. But that's how it all started. And then you ended up buying this Fire Mountain horse. Tell us about him. Yeah, well, uh, I was just a newbie. In fact, I hadn't even started endurance riding yet. Uh, Malabar was my first endurance horse. And Naomi found a uh, an ad in Endurance News that had uh, Fire Mountain Malabar. And she said that uh, that breeding was really special because it was uh, the sire was uh, Sierra Fadwa. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, all right. So <laughs> we went down to Southern California, or actually Fresno. I don't know where that's considered, but uh, Jim Bumgardner is, uh, had the horse. Okay. And uh, bought it from him. And that was about, uh, was about two years before I started endurance. So he just came off the, the racetrack. And so he was pretty wild. And uh, it took uh, a couple of years to kind of bring him around, but he was still, and still to this day, he's still pretty uh, spirited horse. <laughs> I bet. How long did it take till you felt safe riding him on an endurance ride? Well, I've really never felt safe. By <laughs> <laughs> Not totally. Well, there's honesty for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I should reword that question somehow. <laughs> I guess, uh, oh, I was, I was pretty confident on him, but I knew that he could, uh, he could, you know, do something really stupid. And so I was always prepared or try to be prepared for it. Uh -huh. His number one thing, he, he, uh, 
race brain and uh, be a runaway at times and um, and then his shy he liked to shy really hard and, uh, so that took a while and he still does it a little bit but not near as bad as all great attributes be. for an endurance horse riding through the woods <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it, how old is he now he's 22 Okay. And still going. He just completed uh, his first ride of the season uh, a week ago. I see he's got over 8,000 and some miles now. Yeah, he's uh, I think he's just shy of 8,500 right now. Oh, good. Terrific. Well, I hope you can keep riding him for a few more years. Yeah, Naomi uh, is the pilot now. Um, we switched horses uh, back in, uh, 2017. And, uh, at the time I thought it'd be really nice for him to have a hundred pounds less, uh, weight on his back. And it turned out to be a, a, a great decision. It kind of gave him a second life. Uh-huh. And he, uh, he won a few more rides and won a few more best conditions after Naomi started riding them. And now, does he um, behave any better for her? Or do you uh, want to admit that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I, I think he, he likes, he likes Naomi for sure, but he's, he does semantics with her too. And, uh, she's had a couple of runaways and, but I don't think, have you ever been thrown from the horse? I don't well, think. Not from, I came off once. She came off once. So. Okay. An unplanned dismount. Okay. <laughs> so what horse are you riding now, Lee? Uh, uh JAC Winterhawk. Okay, and is he Arab? He's Arab, yeah. And I uh I think we're approaching four thousand miles with him. Okay. You've been busy. So were you able to ride this last year very much with the whole COVID thing going on? Yeah, we I was able to get uh, seven rides in. Oh, uh, good. So, so it was a, you know, mediocre year, but I, at least I got something in. <laughs> uh-huh. Good for you. And I see your granddaughter is now riding. Uh, yes. Um, I'm hoping that we can get her back. She lives about. Oh, three hundred and fifty miles from us, so she's not oh. around close. Okay. Uh, she's, a, she's a real star athlete in her softball, and uh, and she's going for scholarships and stuff. And so we're hoping that she'll come back and at least get one or two rides in this this summer. It, now, is she horse crazy? Does she like the horses? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh good. Yeah, she spent the, you know, that was one good thing that came out of COVID is that uh, she was able to spend a long time with us last summer. And oh, good. So we were able to give her a lot of riding uh, instruction and, and getting horses conditioned and and uh, we just had a great time. So do you have any rides planned coming up? Uh, yes, uh, City of Rocks, which is in uh, Idaho, I think. Uh, you may have done that ride before. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, it's a uh, nice ride. Yeah, it's a beautiful ride. Yes, it and is. Are you? Mm-hmm. 
are you guys going to go to the national championship? Uh, it kind of all depends on what our horses are, or uh, what kind of shape they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of one step at a time. Yeah, um, I know how it is. Sometimes you want to just get through the next ride before you decide any further along. Yeah, they're they're kind of my my uh, thermometer measurement, I guess, is how well they're doing, not so much how well I'm doing. <laughs> So do you have any management tips for keeping these horses going for so many miles? Uh, tell yeah, us your secrets. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, it's just, you know, ride with a brain and, um, and take care of your horse. And that was always my goal with Malabar is uh, try to have the best horse I could have at the end of the ride. And, uh, and I didn't pay any attention to what placings I were, uh, were in, uh, other than I wanted to be, you know, when I was going for best conditions, I wanted to, uh, show. So I, I had to run with the front runners, of course, but I, I was, I didn't have any interest to win the ride. I was more interested in best conditions. Okay. But it was just all about. Just taking care of the horse, not overworking them, and being consistent in your pace. That's that's a huge deal. Right, right. Yeah, that's a hard thing to be consistent with pacing. It takes a while. Yeah. Especially when the horse has other ideas. True. And Malabar <laughs> was a lot like that in his early years. I mean, like the first 25 miles, he just wanted to race the track. Oh, wow. And then he didn't even have any any go power for the last 25. So that was the first year and mm -hmm. uh, we got through that. And, and, uh, and of course I learned a lot too. We learned a lot together. Well, Lee, thank you for joining us. Say hi to Naomi for me. And I'm um, hoping I'll see you guys at a ride sometime this year. And I'm, and I'm good sure we will. Well, Karen, thank you for putting this together today. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Where can people learn about all the rides there are in the country if somebody wants to give endurance a try? Yes, go to aerc.org and look for the ride calendar. And you can see the information on the upcoming national championship as well as all the other rides in the other regions all across the country. Very good. And that's aerconline.org. .org. Yep. Uh, yep. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. Jamie and I will be here with our usual Wednesday episode. And you can follow all the past episodes of Karen, all the past endurance episodes. You can just go to uh, horsesinthemorning.com, scroll down to the middle of the page. You'll see a little endurance banner. Click on that, and you'll see all the past episodes right there in one place. Uh, and, of course, uh, we have a bunch of other shows on the Horse Radio Network. You can find all of them at horseradionetwork.com or on our app. We have an, our own app. Just search for Horse Radio Network in the iOS or Android app store. That's it for today. Thank you, everybody. Isn't this your point where you have your saying? <laughs> yes, Glenn. Everybody wear your helmets and stay safe. <laughs>